0: Welcome to episode 418 with my guest, my return guest, Nora McInerney. Uh, Today's episode is sponsored by Squarespace. Turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. And if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. So head to squarespace.com slash mental for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code mental to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. My name is Paul Gilmartin. This is the Mental Illness Happy Hour, a place for honesty about all the battles in our heads from medically diagnosed conditions. Past traumas and sexual dysfunction to everyday compulsive negative thinking. This show is not meant to be a substitute for professional mental counseling. I'm not a therapist. It's not a doctor's office. It's more like a waiting room that doesn't suck. The website is mentalpod.com. Mentalpod is also the uh, social media handle you can uh, follow me at on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, there's also a, a Facebook uh, show page and uh, a forum on our website as well and for those of you i sometimes get emails from people that want to know how they can take the surveys well if you go to our website you'll see uh, a little link there that says surveys and so you can either take one um or many and you can also browse other people's uh, responses which i find pretty fascinating obviously i do it uh, i do it every week um shout out to those of you that are Patreon donors, monthly Patreon donors. Uh, You've probably been notified already, but uh, I took a chunk of bonus material from this episode um, and put it on Patreon. So there's an additional, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes of, uh, of this episode if you are a Patreon donor. Let's see, let's uh, kick things off with an awful some moment. This was filled out by a woman who calls herself in my feelings. And she writes, I went to a gay club with my friends because my coworker invited us. She's a cool, more masculine lesbian who I've been attracted to for months, but recognized it as only that. She's also 15 years my senior. We danced together sensually with liquor in our systems. I'm married to a man, but he doesn't mind me exploring this side of my sexuality. I pulled in close to her and kissed her gently on the neck, and she said, careful, we have to work on Monday. I've been lusting for her ever since, and we've been texting nonstop since then. Not sure what to make of this whole situation. And the reason I wanted to read uh, this is because you said that you're married to a guy and he doesn't mind you exploring this side of your sexuality. And I was just going to suggest, if you're not already, just keep things transparent between, uh, between you and him so that you both kind of uh, are on the same page. Uh, people I know who are in polyamorous relationships, uh, it's really important for them to... Make sure that there isn't any kind of miscommunication or that one person thinks, well, this, you know, means one thing and the other person thinks it means something else. So, uh, just my two cents. I got this email from somebody and, you know, I love getting emails where people share that the podcast has helped them in, in some way. And this might be one of, uh, the coolest emails that I've gotten from somebody. And um, he writes, uh, this is from Mark. He writes, I just listened to your episode with the IRA volunteer. Uh, That's the episode with uh, Jake, um, who was a former uh, IRA soldier slash volunteer. Uh, As a young man, I was in the British Army and was trained to hate people like this. I was not given the valuable insight that this man so eloquently articulated in your pod. I've seen the movies about Bobby Sands, and it doesn't change my opinion. Just listening to this man was what I and anyone on the, quote, other side needed to hear at that time. This type of conversation is really something that everyone needs to hear before entering armed conflict. This is an awfulsome moment filled out by, I love this name, a woman who calls herself Am I Pretty Now?, And uh, she writes, I've managed to monetize my insecurities and professionally people-please as a self-employed cosmetologist. It's the most stressful thing keeping my business afloat, especially because I'm a very plus size, which is in direct conflict with many traditional expectations of a beauty professional. For the last few weeks, I've been prepping for a photo shoot scheduled with my work partner and my husband for earlier today. A few days ago, in a manic effort to distract from my obvious unworthiness, I engaged in some quote self-care. Unfortunately, I never quit my grooming rituals until they border on self-harm. I managed to gouge my face in various places, quote winning battles against clogged pores and hormonal acne. Last night, while crying to my husband about my self-sabotage and my shame over my indelicate treatment towards someone he holds most precious, he says to me sweetly, but you do such good makeup. I laughed through my tears at his confidence in my ability to get through this challenge. He hugged my fat, naked body, and I reminded myself that just because I'm not my type doesn't mean no one else sees my beauty. By the way, I think we got some great shots. That, what a beautiful, beautiful, uh, human snapshot of somebody's struggle. And <laughs> the phrase, I'm not my type. That needs to be a t-shirt. I'm not my type. That might describe 99% of the self-loathing on Earth. Today's episode is sponsored by Spotify. It's a quick and easy way to stick to your New Year's resolutions. Start listening to podcasts on Spotify with more than 150,000 of them, including many of the world's most popular self-improvement shows. You can learn how to balance a budget, balance your diet, even how to feel balanced while meditating, even if you're also obsessing over when the cat was last fed. All podcasts on Spotify are free and you can even download episodes for those times when you've gone off the grid you know, to get all that newfound balance into your life. So, get the year off right and start listening to podcasts on Spotify today. This episode is also sponsored by Policy Genius. Getting a life insurance is one of the more intimidating parts of becoming a full-fledged adult. So, policy genius created a website that makes it easy to compare quotes from top insurers to find the coverage you need at a price you can afford from there you can apply online and the advisors at policy genius will handle all the red tape they'll even negotiate your rate with the insurance company it's all a part of their best price guarantee and whether you're shopping for disability insurance to protect your income homeowners insurance or auto insurance policy genius can help you get covered fast and uh, you should check out their website if you're interested. It's really intuitive, really easy to use, and uh, I I had no problems with it. Navigated it beautifully. So if you've uh, been intimidated or frustrated by insurance in the past, try starting your search at policygenius.com. In minutes, you can compare quotes and apply. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. I do recommend, though, that you pull over. PolicyGenius the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. All right. And um, one last little moment before we get to the survey with Nora. The survey? I cannot. I'm starting to read the survey while I'm saying that to the uh, interview with Nora. I think of it more as a conversation, but i'm the worst multitasker i can't help hold a conversation with somebody while i'm turning off on an exit on the freeway uh, this is a happy moment filled out by colette and she writes a few months ago my girlfriend and then a parentheses male to female realized that she is trans and started to transition and it's been helping me accept and love the part of me that is attracted to women I was raised in a homophobic, conservative environment and spent most of my life suppressing my attraction to women. I think that we were meant to find each other.
1: Nobody's Nobody's cool and everyone's scared and we're just all all in this
0: together. together. There was no joy. Overeating. Apathy doesn't leave any marks. Numbing out. Physically. I wish that I was a girl.
2: Panic attacks were so violent. Rudderless. They were mistaken for seizures.
0: Shot coke in my neck. The TV was talking to me.
2: Romantically, I am becoming the woman that I feared.
0: He said, There's going to be a sack of hunger strike. Nothing's real. And I'm going to die.
2: Sometimes I just go, Hey, I can't deal.
1: Just beyond broken. I'm out. You have to like
2: fantasize about the person I'm with. I'm gonna stop it. Fucking someone else. It's okay to
0: She is the host of Terrible. Thanks for asking. Please welcome to the stage, Nora McInerney. Hi. And she is concussed. She, uh, she, you stood up too fast. Look, don't step
2: on my lines. I, uh... (laughs) Let me set the scene for you. It's a Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. I'm knocking on our teenager's door. Then I'm on the ground. There's been an explosion. I look at my husband. I say, something bad happened. And he says, yeah, you fucking fell. What's going on? I was like, what is going on? Um, Look, what the ER doctor told me is, you're tall. You have low potassium. (laughs) And after a CAT scan, we realized you stood up too fast. <laughs> so will you please leave? <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with you other than um, you're, you've reached an age where you can no longer make quick movements. <laughs> okay? It's dangerous. Yes. Um, and that was my Wednesday, which brings us to today where I'm wearing a hat indoors. Okay? Because my head hurts. And it felt like it kept it's keeping everything together. There's nothing actually broken, but it feels like this hat is doing something very necessary. Um, plus, I've I've really never worn it. So, was that the it question? It works.
0: It works. No. Yeah. yeah that, I also uh, brought a notebook. In and case are I you going to go do some things. detective work after this? Hopefully. Yes.
2: Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. We got a babysitter. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Please say hi to McGruff for me.
2: Well, I'll, I'll give him your best. Yes.
0: It does look nice on you. Um, So we had Nora on about, uh, I don't know, six months ago. um, And we talked all about your life and all of the stuff that you've been through. Um, And so I thought, well, if I have her back, what what would be fun to do? And I thought, we haven't done fears and loves in in a while. And I thought Nora would be great at that because she's passionate and filled with fear and I can relate to that. So she will have things that she loves and things that she's afraid of. And I thought, you know what? It might be fun to, to get some fears and loves from audience members to, uh, to get you guys involved as well if, uh, if you feel like it. Um, and then we can make fun of you, which would be fantastic, is get you to be vulnerable, and then we step on your spirit. <laughs>
2: Which is what this show's about yes. at its
0: core. That's how we all got here, is we expressed joy as children, and then that was snuffed out. Mm. And here we are with no life in our eyes.
2: <laughs> Wearing hats indoors. Wearing hats okay.
0: indoors. Um, so let's, let's do a couple of fears and loves. Uh, let's just do a couple of fears first. I like to save the loves for, for last because mm-hmm. they're, uh, they're so sweet.
2: Okay, can I go first? Yes. A a, a puncture wound Even just the way it's Right the way it's phrased Like just a Like just a Like a Just A puncture wound Witnessing one Yeah Having one Yeah Giving another person one Yeah Just it's just all It just seems terrible It is
0: Yeah even though Even yeah The sound of the word Puncture
2: Puncture Yeah
0: it sounds like air escaping Just from the word Yeah
2: it's not gonna be a Yeah It's not gonna be a quick trip to the ER Yeah Yeah
0: Yeah, I always think of, too, when I hear puncture wound, I always think of a collapse. I always imagine it going into a lung, and the lung collapsing. (laughs) Or I picture, like, a broken rib is what punctures the lung.
2: Right? Yeah, there's a lot of ways for it to go very badly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I come. But (laughs) that is my so go-to standard joke, that if you come back for one more show, you will not even laugh at all. You will... And I know there are many of you that didn't, but that is—that's insecure, little Paul, <laughs> afraid of being uh, serious for a second in front of people. Um, oh yeah, same. Give me, give, no, give me another fear. Oh,
2: I mean, I'm also like deeply insecure. So I would say that my other fear is just that, like, I don't deserve anything good to happen ever. And then not only that, but then it will be like evident to other people, and then so once they know then they'll tell me so i won't even be able to pretend like i don't already know even though i would be like yeah i know i don't obviously i don't deserve to be right yeah not worth it and then they would maybe just uh i don't know like take out a billboard it's like you don't deserve it it would i'd 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 pass it every day yes i work from home why would i see a billboard it would it would be right outside my house Right. Uh, right yeah who knows um so yeah just like that but uh, they wouldn't
0: put your face on the billboard because you don't deserve to have your face on anything. No. So you get out that's a good, that's a catch-22 in your favor.
2: Right, and then I would be like why would someone make this billboard about me? And then everyone would be like, oh, you're such a narcissist. Right. So, of course you think this billboard's about right. you. Yeah. I'm like, it says like my first and last name. Yeah. There's a lot of Norma. Yes. There's three. Norm McInerney's. Yes. I've looked it up.
0: <laughs> I relate to that. I have a fear that anything good that I imagine for myself in the future is diluted and will actually be the opposite of what reality will be and I will come crashing down and not only suffer but feel stupid
2: oh yeah especially if you ever told anybody about that aspiration or hope or even like acknowledge that small flicker inside of you in any way god forbid you stoke it then you'll have to be feel extra dumb yes alone which is where you would end up for having a hope
0: this is why we're friends this is what a friendship is built on irrational fear and narcissism <laughs> uh, let's take one from the audience raise your, raise your hand if you have uh, a fear or a love that you, would, that you would like to share you know what think about it and we'll come back to you we'll in like back. 30 seconds hold on we got a we uh, hand right here let, let me give you the microphone So, similar to what Nora said, I fear that whenever I expect or think that anything good is going to happen to me, that that cancels out the possibility of it happening. Mm. Mm. That, like, okay, because I'm thinking about it, then it's not going to happen. It kind of manifests the, you know, the failure or whatever.
2: Yeah, you're talking about a classic jinx.
0: Right. (laughs) So...
2: Yeah, and uh, I believe in them. I don't Mm. blame you. I wouldn't tell anyone anything that you're thinking about doing or achieving.
0: What she said.
2: Truly, yeah. It's
0: almost like there's a really petty god between you and the universe that's like, oh, this guy thinks this is going to happen? That's pretty uppity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, someone asked what I'm doing for the weekend. I'm like, what? No, Yeah. Nothing. Probably nothing.
0: Um, give me another one.
2: Oh, don't worry, I wrote them down. I am. Yeah,
0: I <laughs>
2: Actually, I can tell you another one. They're all like lately physical fears. Maybe because I heard my head smashing onto the hardwood, and that was like head injuries. Always a fear. Like you know how um, YouTube exists now, and so you can look up anything. Which again, if you have children, remember that because I apparently they can look up some really things that. They should have I used to have to ask my parents and be like, mm-hmm. wait, what's a blowjob? They don't have to do that because they can look it up on YouTube. They should not be able to do that. They should have to ask you what? awkwardly and then hear the answer in in a car and then be horrified because they thought it was they thought it was something else. Personal experience of mine. So um so I've already like heard my own head hit um the ground, but I am extremely afraid of like um like my my fingers breaking? Like oh, snapping a finger? Yes. Like our hands and feet are so stupidly fragile. They're so like a toe. You just mm. break that right off. It's yes. so and you don't even realize it until something happens, like you shut your child's hand in a car door or something, and you're like, Oh my god! It's so like it can yes. just come. Yeah, I did it. Um and my parents did it to me and they were like, Shake it off. Um, and so I'm afraid of that. I have a lot of physical fears, obviously. Um, I I
0: broke my big toe one time running barefoot in grass and it caught before the rest of my foot came forward and I just heard a pop and it hurt for like a month, but I didn't want to go, uh, to the, to the hospital and. Now it looks like there's a little Mount Rushmore on the knuckle of my big toe. It's so disgusting.
2: Wait, you don't want to go to the hospital and make like, my toe hurts.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I had drinking toe. to do. I was like 20, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. there's a know. lot of reasons not to go yeah. to a
2: hospital when you're 20. So, um, I'm also so afraid of walking up to somebody who I who I know. Okay? This could be like mm-hmm. like if I saw you on the street and I was like, oh, that's Paul. I would just be like, hey, buddy, because I'd be so afraid that if I said Paul, your name would no longer be Paul. Right. It would be something else. And then, I, and I would have said it out loud, right. confidently, and then you yes. would know that I am the worst.
0: You, that she doesn't care about me.
2: Right. Right. Yes. And, she, and how long has she thought my name was Paul? Right. Really? Yes. She's telling other people my name's Paul? Yes. Even the more I say your name, I'm less convinced that it is Paul. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: So. so, like, you ever do that with words? you are like, the. Does that look right? That Did I misspell right. that? That that doesn't seem right. It can't be right. A friend of mine was at a, a coffee place, and he comes to this coffee place every day. Wears the same hat. He's got kind of a shaved head, and he's always working on his his thing on his laptop. And so I snuck up behind him, and I and I and I whispered in his ear. I'm going to be honest, we're all sick of your bullshit, so why don't you hit the road? Yeah, it wasn't him. Yeah, yeah. But it took, like, the guy looking at me for a second, he looked so much like my friend, and I went, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I thought, I thought you were... So, yeah, that does happen that does happen and but he,
2: now you can't go back there
0: now, oh no I go back there <laughs> <laughs> yes yes
2: because he just knows yeah he knows that somebody is mm. aware also that probably triggered like his greatest fear which is that everybody knows yes. about his bullshit and they're sick of it to the point where a stranger would whisper it in yes. his ear yes. while he's writing something yes. that will never see the light of day because he's so insecure yes so,
0: I don't deserve coffee yeah <laughs> oh my God.
2: This, this bearded man knows it okay um. Oh Gosh Okay this one Um. I mean I felt this like driving over here I'm super afraid that anytime I do Anything Like any sort of event Or even like invite people to my house I've never had a birthday party for this reason That no one will show up <laughs> Like no one I'm just convinced Like that, that, that It's just right around the corner The day where I go somewhere And they're like So no one came Um <laughs> Yes. So no one's here. We know you rented out the restaurant, but no one is here to celebrate with you. So, oh, my God. Um, yeah.
0: I have experienced that. Oh, God. Not <laughs> on that level, but like a get-together, you know, I told maybe a dozen people three days beforehand, and everybody backed out. Oh and I just went, God, my feelings are really hurt, but I'm also incredibly relieved. Yeah. <laughs> And every person I told that to totally understood that. That's, it's like you want to know that you're loved, but you want to be left alone. Mm. Yeah. How can we solve that problem?
2: I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like the plight of the middle child. Yes. That's what I am. Yes. It's like, you know, I, I want to be invited to everything, but I also don't want to be obligated to go to anything. And then also I don't want to go.
0: I think that's kind of what so. Facebook is.
2: Yeah. Is yeah.
0: it's like your way of going, hey, anybody here love me? Yeah. No? Okay. Just checking in. <laughs> I'm going to go back to bed and hate myself.
2: I'm going to go back to Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Worse. Yes. <laughs> That's where I just, I know people hate me. It's cool. Do, um, you, do you get haters? Uh, so I have like a filter where I only get messages from like some people now. So that mm-hmm. helps.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah what, I mean, what, I, what were people saying? You don't seem like the type of person that. I mean, I'm a woman. Draw so. out. So <laughs> Women makes... are treated great in this yeah. country. <laughs> I don't. Know, especially if you look on too... Twitter, it's like people. Oh, are like, Oh yes. Beautiful.
2: I love your opinions. Yes. Talk more.
0: Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. You're loved on the Supreme Court. You're loved yeah. in the Oval Office. Yeah.
2: Can't get enough of. You're loved in tech. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I'd say uh if we're do we need a new fear? Uh, I can't remember I just, if I told you this last time because hmm. it's very odd and it's a childhood fear, but if I get into it, I definitely have the same fear which is that okay, so imagine when the world ends and like everything is nothing Um, And then But you are Like we're all made of (laughs) Look I I was an English major I don't know if this is true Are we all made of molecules Let's say we are And then I Like My molecules would like Float away from the molecules Of the people I love And so Mm. I would be really alone Even though I wouldn't even exist But like my little bits just And then my mom might be way over there And the universe keeps expanding I keep getting further away oh my From god. all of the molecules of the people that I loved
0: Oh my god
2: So that's That's what I used to think about as a child
0: That's That is shit science in every it's- Every type of the
2: the Catholic school the system way. failed me in a lot yes. in a lot of ways. <laughs>
0: they, they, they pounded you with fear and then gave you no sense of what the science no. of it is. Like,
2: a molecule, maybe I don't
0: know. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> could be that is could be. Um, I have a fear that when I die, I'm going to be reincarnated like as a uh, like a prostitute in Calcutta. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you real, know that's... Yeah, oh, yeah, you know. And you're just like, you got to bathe in a yeah. river with turds. <laughs> you know? It's the feel-good show. <laughs> but I do, I go to that place in my head. Yeah. Of, and I suppose that's kind of a version of I don't deserve anything good.
2: Yeah, or like, I mean, what if you were a bug, which would be almost worse, you know? No, like, you're just a bug. Yeah. And then you hit a windshield. But then I guess you're That re- would be re- the way to go.
0: Faster that, yeah. That's
2: true Not a bad way to go Yeah Yeah but just Sometimes I like See flies that are Just like buzzing Around our house I'm like mm. Depressed for them I'm like yes. What's the point yeah. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna get out It's a pane of glass Idiot Just like yes. Just like trying so hard. I'm like, I'll do my best to put you out of your misery. And then I'm like, wonder what it's coming back as. I don't know. Yes.
0: Do they know sometimes when we're trying to pick them up to take them outside that we're trying to save their lives? Because you do after that? like three, I, yeah, sometimes wow. I do. And if after three times, yeah. Yeah. they still try to get out of my hand, I just step on them. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish I could have somehow conveyed to you that I'm working with you. <laughs> But, oh,
2: I run around my house like, you son of a bitch, yes. get out of my kitchen. Yes. Like I mean, if yeah. it's
0: like scary and hairy, yeah. you know, uh, I'll, I'm hairy, I don't know yeah. if I've ever had something hairy. I but mean, spiders. Yeah. yeah. I, spiders I don't pick up, spiders I kill. Yeah. But if it looks like, you know, something that flies or... Oh,
2: yeah, like a moth, I would, I would say. A, yes, a moths I do. Yeah. A moth, like, obviously has like a soul or yeah. personality. A fly is like... <laughs> yes. You know. Yes. A moth has a face to scare you on its wings, so... They have a face on on their wings. Yeah, that's it. Scares away predators and also me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh my god! What were we talking about right before that? Because I had something useless to add.
2: Oh, I know
0: about reincarnation. Um, I had this. I was trying to think. Well, how would reincarnation work scientifically? And so I thought. Well, what probably happens is, whoever, when somebody dies, their spirit leaves, and then what? whoever is the closest entity being conceived at that Mm. moment, it goes into that. And I thought, well, if rich people find that out, (laughs) what they're going to start doing is fucking near really great old people dying. (laughs) And I thought that would
2: become a cottage industry.
0: That would be, you know, like as you know, Jonas Salk is dying, and there's just a ring of people that have paid a million dollars to fuck around him in the hope that his soul goes into their child.
2: It's going to be like an it's going to be like an add on fertility treatment. Yes. Like who would who would you like? What famous great person would you like to reincarnate into yourself?
0: Who would I like? Who would you like?
2: I'm being a I'm being a doctor trying to upsell you like eighty thousand dollars for a good soul yeah okay here's another fear of mine that is very rational and mundane but have you ever been to an estate sale yes okay when you're going through an estate sale like sometimes you're like wow nice nice and then there's always like the drawers that you're like oh god yeah oh Ugh, like she thought she needed this many like plastic colanders. Right. Just so it's such a bummer. I am afraid that when I die, people will go to my state sale and be like, oh, my God, what the f- is this yeah
0: where where did it go wrong for her yeah
2: i'll give you a quarter yes to burn all this i'll pay you to i'll pay you to donate it somewhere it's bad this is bad stuff so i want to have the kind of estate sale where people like line up Mm -hmm. and then they're just like so amped about what they got yes um and then like I don't. I don't even know what the point of that is because I won't be there to see it. But I will in a way. You will because I'm going to be living through my belongings. Right, and you'll, you'll be children. floating
0: away as your family yeah. goes the other yes. way. Yes,
2: my right. molecules will be all around my, right. in in my things. Yes, yes. yes.
0: yeah, yeah. And in, if, for those of you that have never been to an estate sale, it's a garage sale for the pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: it's
0: mean, isn't true. that what it is? Well,
2: I mean, they sell it's, just like everything, right. you know, and then. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, when someone yeah. dies, it's called it an better it's a, than... A
0: funeral sale.
2: Yeah. Yeah, dead people stuff. And every time yes. I go to one, I cry. And so I'm not... Do you? Super, yeah, I just get, like, I just get... It's usually when I get to that, you know, the area where they're like, oh, and also this stuff. I'm like, oh, God, someone bought all these ugly Christmas tchotchkes thinking, like... These are wonderful. Yeah. Like obviously, my children want these, and their kids are like, "Get, get! It's all gotta go. We don't want yes. it. We don't want any of this shit." Yes. Like, I'm like, "Oh, you know what? Your dad's shoes." Like, yes. I had this. Um, we just got rid of it because it was rotting and falling apart. But I got this tiny um, uh, picnic table mm. at, at an estate sale, and it also there was a. Um, uh, it was clearly made by hand with love in the '60s, and um, there was a matching playhouse, and the the children who are now like in their late '50s, early '60s were like, "Oh yeah, our dad made it," and I was like, "Your dad made this,"
0: and you're selling that.
2: Your dad, your tiny body sat and ate dinner at this tiny, at this tiny picnic table, and you're selling it. And they were like, "We will give it to you if you fucking leave." <laughs> And they like I was like bawling. I was like, "Oh man, your dad oh, like God. with his loving hands just that. built this little replica of your family house for you to play in." Right. And, and like you are just giving like you don't have a grandchild. They were just like, "Get the fuck
0: out of here!" Yeah.
2: And they put it in my car for me, and um and for for free. So I got it for free by being basically emotionally unstable. <laughs> At their estate sale. I was like, I'm yes. so sorry your dad's dad. I just can't imagine like how you feel right now, but also my dad's dad. And they were like <laughs> killing the vibe at this estate sale, ma'am. Wow. That's what you're doing. Okay. All these yes. other people are just happy to get records for a quarter. Yeah. Could you go? Yeah.
0: You've created the need for a garage sale therapist to be <laughs> hanging think, around.
2: I think so. I yeah. think, you know, and it should be me, obviously. <laughs> That's what I'm in a moonlight as. <laughs>
0: Let's, uh, let's see if there's an audience member that has come up with a, uh, a fear yet. Uh, right, and what's your name? Oh, let, me, let me give you the mic. Uh, thank you.
1: Uh, my name's Anthony, and I'm afraid that everything that I've learned during the course of my mental illness recovery just looks like recovery from the outside, but in fact, it's just made the demon of my mental illness that much harder to see.
0: Oh, my God, that's
1: a good one. That <laughs> is so
0: good, and fuck you for planning that in my head. <laughs> That's that's brilliant and sad, which is a hard combination to to collect. Do you do you relate to that one at all?
2: Yeah. Do you want this man removed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> does he upset you? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. I've, all self awareness feels like that to mm-hmm. me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Am I just like tricking myself now into thinking that right. I'm something that I'm not? And I'm very into all kinds of like personality tests too, mm-hmm. like. In addition to, like, therapy and Lexapro, I'm like, you know what? I should take a half-hour test to tell me about like the bad things about my personality (laughs) which is what i
0: did because that's what you need is more rumination and low self-esteem that's the road out yes
2: yes that is yeah 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 and i'm like i'm an infj i'm a two i'm a two with a three wing and then i'm an unhealthy i just got into the enneagram i can hear some yeses out there um it's a lot and then i brought it up on instagram people were like actually if you're i'm like look, I'm trying to get into a new thing, and you're really ruining it for me by telling me I didn't do it right, which is yes. also one of my biggest fears. Oh, like, yes. I, can't even, yeah. I can't even talk shit about myself right. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: the fear of, of self-delusion, I think, is one yeah. of the, the most common ones. Ooh, yeah. And that things are going to get worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remove those two things that were wrong mm-hmm. in everything we think or do, and that things are becoming increasingly worse. Doesn't that kill about 70% of the fears that we have?
2: Except spiders, yes.
0: Spiders and puncture wounds.
2: Yes. Punk- yeah, nothing yeah. can cure a puncture wound. Yes, yeah. As far as I know. Again, yeah. I was an English major, but yes. uh, as far as I know, that can't be cured. Yes. There's, no, there's no cure for that.
0: Give me another fear.
2: Um, ugh, you inadvertently uh re-upped this one for me um do you follow uh mental Pod on on instagram anyone you should if you love um like seeing yourself like reflected back to you and then being like oh don't tap it fine <laughs> so i think the one that i saw today was um depression Pretty sure I'm just making it up to be lazy. <laughs> yes. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, I want to yeah. give a shout out to Brooke, who puts those together. She goes through the surveys and uh, and the podcast, and she mm-hmm. pulls quotes. Uh, either from the podcast or, or surveys And puts those together She does yeah. such a great job And it helps so much
2: Yeah I'm like maybe this is just an excuse for me Not to do the thing I was supposed to do Maybe it is all just self-delusion And maybe I made it all up Yeah yeah, Because I'm a middle child <laughs>
0: you got to watch a documentary about something depressing so you can feel better about yourself. (laughs) That's the easiest way to pull yourself up by your bootstraps (laughs) is just lower everybody else.
2: Yeah, I also love when people are like, I just think maybe you can benefit from some perspective. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, like, what if like being in something was your perspective? Like, what if, like, that's also a perspective. Like Like being what? Like being, like being in your own feelings is a perspective. Being close to something is perspective. Like looking back also perspective, but like, I just find that so upsetting and, um, Uh, anger making when people are like I just think like maybe you could use some perspective I'm like oh yeah as long as you point out that other people have it worse than me then I'll feel better
0: (laughs) because isn't that what we really want more than the truth is we just want to know we're not the worst Yeah, that we would love to be the best but Mm -hmm. we know that's unattainable (laughs) so it's like okay then let's start at the bottom and let's just find ways that I'm not on the bottom Oh, hate that person I went up a notch. <laughs> hate that person I went up a notch. Let's watch the Kardashians. oh, I'm up five notches
2: let's go on let's go on facebook let's yeah. look up everybody who was ever once rude to us in seventh through tenth grade let's yeah. say twelfth
0: also known as the body of the class
2: yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah everybody <laughs> um or I mean, I think it's like in you know high school, like when you you wouldn't really know how to feel about like the grade you got on a paper right. until like you looked around and were like oh, well we gotta see so I can feel pretty good about this yeah <laughs> about this B.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Do we have any other fears from the audience? We got a good guy here. What's your name? Uh, Kyle. Kyle, what's your fear? Uh, my fear is of being uninteresting and especially in social contexts, like with uh, with groups of friends hanging out and that kind of thing, I guess it comes down to wanting to tell them like, hey, you all are awesome, like this is really cool hanging out with you, and they respond, Yeah, thanks, but you're kind of awful. Like why are you here? We don't we don't like you or like being around you. That was a terrible one, Kyle. <laughs> how how do I pass that joke up? How could I you put that on a T for me?
2: Does anyone have an interesting fear to share? Yep. Anyone yep. <laughs>
0: that that is such a good one though because uh i think we i don't know maybe i should just speak for uh my lover kyle and myself but um that feeling that people are just kind of amusing us that they don't really appreciate us the way they appreciate other people and then sometimes that'll be cons- uh, uh, confirmed on Facebook when you see everybody talking about the great party that they were at, and you're like, I didn't know there was that party going on. And, and that's called getting face-fucked. When <laughs> yes. But part of you is glad that you didn't have to go out on Friday night.
2: I mean, if you would have gotten invited, you definitely would have said yes and then not gone.
0: Exactly. Because <laughs> like, yeah. then you get credit for saying, I like you,
2: Yeah. but
0: not, enough not to that up. much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> not, I'm
2: not going to leave my house. Right. Like, not. Come on. Yes. <laughs> you can slow down. Yeah.
0: yeah. And is a get together ever worse in reality than it is to your brain an hour before you go to go do that thing? <laughs>
2: I mean, maybe if it's like a, a, a poorly attended funeral.
0: <laughs> with, with dancing.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Just slow yeah,
0: dancing. Just. I've yeah. had the time <laughs> of my life.
2: I'm honestly going to write down at my funeral, make sure that there's like mandatory slow dancing.
0: <laughs> I went to uh, pick up. Uh, a friend of mine who had been uh, in the psych ward and so I I went in to pick him up and they you know they let you in and you're at the desk and people are kind of shuffling around a la cuckoo's nest and there's music playing and my friend and I are just standing there while they're processing his paperwork and over the radio I've had the time of time and I just turned to him and I said let's just start slow dancing just, just, to see if anybody notices. It's like
2: nobody curating that Spotify list. Yes. They're like, the, nobody. Really? They yes. just like turn it on. They're like, yes. you know what, Jan, would you mind putting it on shuffle? It's yes. just like her weekend list. Like, who is playing that at the checkout line at the psych ward?
0: At least they didn't play crazy. Yeah. Uh, give me another, another oh. fear. One moment. Okay. Do we have any questions mm-hmm. from the, uh, the audience? Sometimes, uh, uh, I know that you guys have questions about, I don't know, the podcast or, you know. My hat. N- Nora or. You know,
2: this hat's from The Gap. It's yeah. two years old. Yeah, Can it's from The a, Gap. We yes. got a question. You heard me. <laughs> yes. It's
0: um, for Nora. I was wondering about your podcast. Do you travel to interview the people you speak to or um, do,
2: they, do they come to you? So the question is do I travel to interview people? Sometimes we have. Um, usually we do um, a, like a tape sync so somebody will be being recorded where they are and then I'll be recorded where I am and then they put the two tapes together or they'll just go to a studio in their city and we'll just call each other, which I thought would be, at the first season we did a lot of travel because I was like, you have to look someone in the eye while you're you know, asking them about this terrible trauma. And honestly, I think sometimes it's beneficial for somebody to sit quietly in like a dark studio that they have not been to before like be out of their element and not have to like perform for a stranger not have to like look at me and just be in the moment like you're wearing headphones so um yeah it's like it's kind of like confessional in that Mm -hmm. way and um if out out of the corner
0: of your eye there was a disinterest Disinterested engineer yeah. in confession. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Um, or um, does anybody here still talk on the phone? I love the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember in like, do you remember like the first time you fell in love and you would like lay on the phone and like talk oh, yeah. all night and you would just be it, like, time would pass and you would just be saying all this stuff and you're like, what am I doing? That's what it's like to interview somebody like remotely. Yes. I would y- say and you'd
0: wrap the cord around your finger. Yeah. Get and, all the way to do. end of your finger and then you'd back and the it headphones out phones
2: come with that curly wire yeah and i find myself doing that too yes so
0: that's a great one yeah
2: so now that's i've, I've grown to like interviewing somebody remotely yeah yeah
0: give me another fear
2: okay um i'm i think i mentioned this before but like everybody is like afraid of like tooth stuff but i'm afraid not only of like breaking like a tooth and like but just the feeling of feeling that broken tooth then mm. with my tongue like yeah. I just That would be too much for me Yeah That's just That's I can't handle that Nor could I handle Any of my children Breaking their teeth In front of me Like it's just mm. They fall all the time And I'm like Just don't be your teeth Just don't be your teeth And then they get up And I'm like You're good
0: Keep oh going God. Yeah I
2: just can't handle Tooth stuff at all Like even when they Wiggle oh. their teeth I'm like Get out oh. Oh. So disgusting. It's so dis- oh. you're, you're losing bones and then oh. another bone will descend from your skull oh. to fill that hole. It's people are so weird. Oh. Human bodies are so weird.
0: My friend Sarah was uh exercising one morning and she was on the treadmill and she hadn't had enough to eat and she lost her balance and knocked all of her front teeth out. And then had... They didn't bring an ambulance or anything in, so she had to go, like, back out front, past the corner, holding her teeth. And she, I did, you couldn't even tell, looking at her now, because uh, her mouth's sewn shut. But... Because yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't yes, smile. <laughs> but, oh, I heard that. I was like, that is one of the worst things uh, I've... Yeah. Uh, playing hockey, I've seen, I've seen guys loose uh, One guy I was playing, and he got hit in the mouth with a puck, and lost all his teeth and one of them he swallowed Uh, that's the nastiest
2: it's like we're just so vulnerable in such weird ways like we have teeth that's so great we can eat and they can just fall out Yeah, like we have fingers they're very delicate like we have a, a billion bones in our feet they just snap yeah. It's terrible. Someone it steps on your foot. It's like the worst pain in the world. Like we are built so stupidly. It's like poor design all, all around.
0: Have you ever pulled a filling out?
2: Oh, no. I don't have any. fillings.
0: Oh, it's the worst. The worst. Oh, and it's always something stupid like oh. a gummy bear. Yeah,
2: that sounds yeah. terrible.
0: I was at a, at a Paul Simon concert and I was eating a gummy bear. And I was like, why is it crunchy? Oh, motherfucker. It's like, oh God. I'm in the dark, like trying to find the filling, putting it in my pocket. Oh, I hate this song. Okay. Uh,
2: a couple weeks ago, I had my first banana split. It was a thrill. I was like, these are amazing. I want one every day for breakfast. It's so good. Might have helped. Would not have had low potassium. Maybe wouldn't have a head injury right now.
0: But you might have slipped on the banana.
2: Exactly. Actually, one time I was running and there was a banana peel that I did slip on. And I was oh, really a cartoon. A That's what I was like, what? And a man stopped his bike and was like, what the fuck that <laughs> happens? I was like, yeah. And I'm on the ground right now because I slipped on a banana peel. Please leave. Leave me on the side of the road. Don't make this a thing. Now I'm going to tell a bunch of people about it. However, did I, smoke
0: come out of his ears when he found that uh, out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. He was like, yeah. Um, all kinds of sound effects I can do. Um, so I was eating a banana split. And then it was crunchy. And I was like, "What is like? hmm, Maybe it's just a little freezer burned." It was like kind of a divey place, but I don't want to be a snob. Like right. I eat freezer burned ice cream all the time. I'm not too good for it. It was glass. Oh, <laughs> and I felt so bad telling the guy.
0: Oh, like, you are codependent. I was
2: like, I like I don't. When even you apologize t-
0: for somebody I- making you swallow glass, you need to bump up your therapy. <laughs>
2: I was like I don't want to make you feel bad just like there's glass and also my mouth is bleeding and um, and also then I got very paranoid because I think I'd seen an old timey movie where like a woman like ground up glass and put it in her husband's food and then he died huh. and my friend Hannah was like I think it was over a course of time I don't think it was like one bite of glass and I was right. like well can you Google it? My phone's dead. I just ate some glass. Am I going to die? No sir I'll pay for it. Like it's like don't don't take it off the bill. I enjoyed 90% of it. <laughs> It was just that one bite that had glass in it. I wouldn't worry about it. I'll give you a five-star review on Yelp. Um, so now I'm afraid of glass in my food.
0: Do you know how many people would have tried to get rich off that situation?
2: Now that you mention it, shit. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, it was, I am deeply, I have internal bleeding and <laughs> and you're all my witnesses. <laughs> this was...
0: I think it caused the fainting.
2: Deeply. It might have. Okay. Had yeah. injury. I don't know. This is like, me doing a little adding machine in my head, like, rich, cha-ching, bag of money.
0: Glass, that's I, so fucked up.
2: Yeah, glass. I was
0: working at a restaurant one time, and somebody returned food that had a Band-Aid in it. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's so fucking sick.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I like, Band-Aids, hair... And uh, like are things that are, are they're fine when they're on a person's body and then the minute they're off, you're like, Ugh! like, just like if I saw a person with a bandaid, I wouldn't be like sick. Get away from me. But I pick, The minute it's
0: off. Oh, I pick hair out. I keep eating. Yeah. It doesn't that doesn't phase me. Yeah. It doesn't faze Honestly, me at all.
2: Same. I, it really yeah. doesn't. B- most things just don't bother me. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, we're all disgusting. What does it right. matter? My kids eat like f- floor food. Yeah. You know. I'm well, like, you
0: serve them on the floor. Yes.
2: Yeah. So I don't have to do dishes. Sure. Yeah. But uh. And like, they're only half
0: human anyway. Yeah.
2: Oh man, babies are so dumb. So uh, our toddler is like holding popcorn. And dropped a piece and bent over to pick it up, dumped it all out, stood back up, was like, what? It was like, it was just like, what are you doing? And then he just sat down today on the ground at his brother's soccer game and just ate it off the ground. He was like, obviously. Yeah. And I um, probably should have stopped him. (laughs)
0: No, he's. he's, I
2: I didn't want to spill my popcorn.
0: And he's getting fed and cleaning up at the same time. Yes. Why would you stop that process? mm
2: -hmm. He's also just like making good like Instagram content. What what am I going to? Yes. Interfere? Yes. No. (laughs) No.
0: Uh, Any audience members have a fear they want to share? We have a lady back there. Can you come up so I can hand you the microphone? She's just made a face like I shot her. (laughs) Um,
1: Elena. I am afraid that my boss regrets hiring me.
0: Oh. We've got him here now. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> that is one of the most common things that people share in the surveys is that they get the success that they had desired and then they feel like a fraud. Oh man, I it, wrote that down. Yes. Yeah. It's like the mean <laughs> part of your brain will always find a loophole to fuck you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I think like like if you read your reviews are you the kind of person who reads like um like a I'm trying to remember like what they call it in business like a 360 review you know and there's like all these comments and like I, I would like skip past like the good ones and be like let's just read the shitty ones oh yeah. <laughs> I'd be like I'm like yeah yeah maybe that's true and also fuck you right. like yeah, I know yes. exactly who wrote this yes. okay yes. wait till your review alright right? Yes. cause I'm gonna be so nice <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm gonna be so nice to you for no reason
0: aren't, aren't those the ones that that usually just bring out the most in us The one that confirms our worst fear That we disagree with But we also kind of agree with Oh
2: yeah Like I mean do you ever read Like any sort of negative comment About yourself or your work?
0: Uh yes
2: <laughs> yeah, Okay I don't anymore Because now my mother-in-law does that for me And uh, like will respond uh, Like on Amazon book reviews <laughs> And be like you're wrong <laughs> I'm like, I love you. I love you, Kim. You're wrong. This is a great book. Your opinion's wrong. I'm like, that's right, Kim. It is. Thank you. Um yeah. Like, is it I, your
0: book or somebody else's? Oh, it's book. my book. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She's she's going deep. She's yeah. she's really she's a real ride or die. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. Uh that's that's my version of a three sixty review now is Amazon or mm-hmm. Twitter or Apple Podcasts. Don't read the comments. Okay. Don't read your yes. reviews, don't read like emails, just oh drag them all to the trash. Uh,
0: I got a a one-star review on iTunes. The person said, uh, I used to love this podcast, but the last episode, the guy's accent was so thick I couldn't understand what he's saying. (laughs) So you give me the the whole podcast... A fucking one-star review.
2: (laughs) One time somebody gave uh, my book a bad review because it arrived late. I was like, that's like your gripe is with like Amazon, not with like, I mean, like I didn't deliver it. Yeah. Uh, I would have been on time. Yes. Um, uh, But I pride myself on that punctuality. But uh, yeah, yeah, people are the best.
0: The reincarnation thing, you should also have the option of fucking as far away as possible from people like that. I don't want my baby to have yeah. that person, that mouth breather soul.
2: No, I don't want my baby to be the kind of person who like huh. spends his time like going on the internet to be like, I want this person to know that I'm just like unhappy with them and like yes. who they are and like what they made like bravely putting it into the world. I want to just make sure I knock them down a peg or two personally,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then uh, like one person. Uh, I'm giving I always give my trolls so much credit okay so this I made one joke in the podcast which people don't like if I make jokes which is so taxing so I made a joke I was interviewing this guy who works at Princeton I said huh never heard of it I got
1: <laughs>
2: I got from a man um, an email saying I can't believe you've never heard of Princeton and you have a podcast as if the, ent- the barrier to starting a podcast is have you heard of Princeton <laughs> Then he left it in a fucking Apple review. <laughs> and then he wrote it on Facebook. I'm like, sir.
0: Have you heard of sarcasm?
2: Right. I'm like, one, it's called jokes.com right. backslash you don't get it. <laughs> Two, like, you spent so much time on this. Yes. Like, I am so proud of you for going to Princeton. Yeah. Like, oh. sa- it was my safety. School. Exactly. Uh, I went to I went to the Princeton of Ohio. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so people are the best. Yeah, yeah. I
0: get... Uh, but he's
2: someone's kid. Someone, Someone's like, yes. he's, you know what, he's wonderful. I'm like, you know what the truth about your son is? He's the kind of person.
0: <laughs> he's humorless. He's, a, he's, he's a, a dullard.
2: He's a humorless dullard with uh, access to a keyboard and an yes. internet connection. Yes. And he must yes. be stopped. Yes. Okay.
0: That That is the downside to the democracy of the internet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I get emails sometimes from uh, people that are critical of the podcast, and n- 90% of the time they're done in a way that is diplomatic and compassionate, and they you know, say what they like about it, and those um, I- I'm so thankful for because they help me yeah. do a better job. But sometimes you get them where the person will then apologize three days later that they weren't in a manic episode and the email is nine pages long mm-hmm. yeah. and there're exclamation points galore yeah. about what i don't get and yeah. what i'm wrong about and uh, after about the fifth one of those that i've gotten i've now just kind of take it with a grain of salt yeah. you can tell when somebody's just there's yeah. something else at work other than my shittiness yeah
2: yeah <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i do yeah it's not like i'm like i don't want any feedback but i don't um mm-hmm. Unless it's like a compliment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just won't believe it. Uh, Cause I'm like, well, like, mm, mm, I'd rather read this comment that says, like, I'm a piece of shit. And then I'll resent it, but believe it. Yeah. You know, take it real, take it really to heart. Uh, also, I love, um, like, uh, when people leave me comments and they're like, I mean, as a mother. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that's nice. like, that's like, that's like my job title. Yes. Like, as a mother, Nora. I'm like, one, how do you even know? Right. that I have kids Right. like just because I talk about them all the time right? <laughs> like just because like just because the way my body looks now like whatever um, uh, and yeah like as a mother like you should make a better podcast like what is the as a mother what like what is the responsibility that I have other than uh, I mean my husband raises my kids I don't like <laughs> like like, what are you implying? Yes. Like, <laughs> he makes the dinner.
0: That's what nannies yeah. whose names I can't remember are for.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, give me another fear, oh, and then we'll geez. go to loves.
2: Oh, man. Man, oh, man. I, uh, so, w- while you
0: look for that, let's get, well, one, well, let's get one more fear.
2: Obviously, I'm, like I'm fucking up all the kids, like, all the time. Like, every single one of Back them. Back
0: there, come on up so I can hand you the microphone. And and give us your name.
2: I'm Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. And I am afraid of the uh, garbage disposal eating my hand. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: How have we never done that one? And even when it's off, you think there's going to be a surge of electricity or someone's going to come running in from the other room and flip it on.
2: I I really appreciate that fear because my husband has that, and I'm always like, what? Like, yeah. I'm like, I can get this fork. I Trust me. Yes. And he's like... Yeah.
0: I, I have a fear every time I'm in my wood shop that I'm going to saw off all my fingers mm-hmm. while I'm not paying attention. And if you think that's crazy, there was a kid in my high school who sawed off 99% of all four of his fingers and they were dangling. And he went in... And this was in so he the, even the, do the that, 80s. Right? Early 80s. And microsurgeons worked for sixteen hours and saved all of his fingers. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, that incredible. Is. And then he got hit by a car. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable with a good and happy ending. I had to I had to ruin that. Yes.
2: Oh, that is good. Um I okay. and my other fear is just like really boring, which is like I mean all your moms are afraid of this, but so I'm just like afraid that I'm like ruining our kids all the time. Like everything I do. is yes. like either indulging them or I'm like too hard on them and then all the things that I didn't want to do as a parent Um, Like all the mistakes I'm making I'm like Oh yeah My dad used to yell at me Like that Mm -hmm. And now I'm Doing that uh, To my five year
0: old But also like
2: Why is he whining so much (laughs) Like that's probably Why my dad yelled at me Because whining is so annoying (laughs) Like
0: I can't I I don't know how parents do it I honestly don't I uh, That's why I don't have kids Let's Let's get to some loves Give me a love of yours I got um, mine on my phone. I'm actually on board with the show. I'm going to make okay. some <laughs> outreach phone calls.
2: Okay, I... Choose. Hello? Yes, I'd love
0: to take a survey. Uh-huh.
2: Um, I love when I put on makeup and my five-year-old goes, oh, wow. <laughs> 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 like, uh, like, That's like I, I intentionally, like, put my makeup on with the bathroom door closed just to see the reaction, which is so drastic that a five-year-old goes, oh, Plus, wow. Like, I I love that. I love that. Is
0: it like beautiful wow or rodeo clown wow?
2: Um honestly he's desperately in love with me, so he's like, yes. you are
0: beautiful.
2: Oh, that's so adorable. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty cute.
0: It's pretty cute. Until he's um. about twelve. And then it's <laughs> and then it's creepy. Uh I love when a puppy gets an old dog. To play Aww. and kind of have a second yeah. life, my uh, ex just got a, a a puppy, and we still share a dog ivy who's fifteen, and Ivy is running around like she 's two years old with Grady <laughs> Grady is the puppy, and I just fucking love going over there and and ivy's kind of annoyed by him, but she also there's a part of her I think that 's just so genetically dog that <laughs> that she likes it and uh, oh and he he will like practically. He's tiny, and she's like a mid-sized dog, and he will like jump up on her, and then sometimes he'll like get his arms over the top of her, and he'll just be like chewing hair off her <laughs> back, like the the hair on her spine.
2: And she's like, like it feels good to be loved. Yes, <laughs>
0: it's, it's I just love it. it makes me good so feels good to happy. be useful. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, this is a very Minnesota-specific thing, but I love. When it's officially cold enough to feel your seat heaters.
0: Oh, that's a you know? great one. And just to
2: be like, oh, yeah, it's seat heater season. Yes. Yeah.
0: I love the first day when it's so cold that you can feel your nose hair freeze when you breathe through your nose. Does
2: that happen in LA a lot?
0: Uh, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. Do you know that? Do you know that? The, the nose hair freeze? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. You can no longer talk about yes, the cold. Yes, you've rescinded your rights. Yes. Or when you're exercising, actually, you don't even have to be exercising. When you're outside and it's so cold, it hurts to breathe.
2: Oh yeah, uh, I do love that. Yeah. I, I basically love. I love coming in from the cold. I'm trying to brace. This. It's about to be winter. Everybody here knows it. It there was like rumors of snow on Friday. I I was like, this has got to be the head injury talking, but apparently that was happening in parts of this city. Maybe I don't know. I was just reading like vague tweets, Um, and I love like when it's super super cold and you walk inside and you're like, I survived. Yes, I took out the trash. Yes, I fucking did it. I'm just like a fucking like uh, uh, what are the people a settler Uh, I'm really losing words guys Uh, you know like they settled the earth the earths.
0: (laughs) Pioneer is the word I was looking for thank you yes
2: a settler of the earth a pioneer
0: and there and there's a level of cold when the snow squeaks that's Mm. when you really know it's cold
2: yeah we live here on purpose everyone I just want you to remember that in two months when things are very difficult we're here for a reason <laughs> It's just you know Affordable what also, property I don't know
0: What also feels kind of good When it's really really cold out Is when you've had Too much to drink And you walk out of a house Into the cold And it's like You just drank Five cups of coffee
2: <laughs> uh, In college We used to call that Our beer jacket We'd be like, Well I got my beer jacket on So I oh. should be okay <laughs> Which is really like, oh, you're so wasted. You're in danger of freezing to death because you can't feel the cold. That was stupid. Yes. Yeah.
0: Also, when you're laughing with your friends and you're drunk and you laugh so hard, you fall into the snow and then you just lay there and the police come. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of heat, uh, when a shower is almost too hot, But you don't adjust it, and you get used to it, and it's perfect. And you realize that you are taking the perfectly hot shower. That it couldn't be any hotter than it is because you almost had to back out of it. Yeah,
2: like it's almost cold. Yeah. Yeah, and you're definitely losing two layers of skin. Yes. So then you're going to glow. People are going to be like, what did you do? And you're like, I took a shower. Yes. Okay. Look past
0: the blisters. Yeah. And look at how red it is, the rest, the not raised area. Yes. That's healthy. That's healthy. Visiting hours are over. Uh, give, me, give me one.
2: Oh, that was pretty good. Um, okay. I love when you have exactly enough coffee in the morning. And not, okay, so this is like very, um, maybe specific to people who are just sensitive to caffeine, but where you have like enough that you're like satisfied with the amount of coffee that you've had, but then you don't have so much that you feel like your heart's going to explode. It's like a fine line and you're like, I've drank the whole cup while it was still hot. Yes. And so now I'm satisfied with that amount. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for two yes. and then regret it in two hours and be like, Oh God, like <laughs> what does this feel like?
0: That is such a good one because it is so hard mm. to nail that completely. It really is. Because sometimes caffeine will like this morning, I drank it too early after taking Adderall mm. and it backfired on me and I had to go take a nap. <laughs> you know? So I have to usually wait like three hours yeah. of being up mm. to to drink caffeine. I don't know why I'm, I think that you give a shit about the timing of my my coffee I, drink. I don't know why but, I
2: think you care how much coffee I drink, but yes, we yeah. have these microphones. We are in power. That's uh, right. The doors are locked. This yeah. is your family now. Um,
0: what else do I love? The, I had to
2: write it down. Things are going well. Um, um, obviously, like my husband, whatever. Um, gonna-
0: <laughs> I love when you think you're going to throw up, but 10 minutes later you feel fine. Oh, uh, Wow. where you you're, you think, "Oh my God, the rest of the night, I'm gonna be on the fucking bathroom floor, I'm gonna miss this, I'm gonna miss yeah. that," And then you burp and you're like, "Oh, this is awesome." <laughs>
2: that is, okay, I love when you're so tired and you know you're falling asleep and you have that one like just like little blip of a moment between falling asleep and being asleep, and you're like, "I did it."
0: Like, oh that's you know? good especially for people that struggle to yeah, fall asleep yeah yes. when you're like
2: oh my god I'm just doing it's so effortless why am I even observing this I should not fucking notice like yeah yes
0: then, I've been experiencing I don't want
2: to jinx it yeah
0: <laughs> no. I've been experiencing the opposite of that where I lay in bed and I'm so exhausted Mm -hmm. and I feel myself drifting off to sleep and then I become more and more awake and then I can't sleep and I have to go eat sugar and that's the only thing that helps me sleep. Really? Yes.
2: Oh God, I have to like... Uh, my husband falls asleep the minute he even like hears the word sleep like thud he just fell asleep so it's so irritating and he's like oh I love when you fall asleep it's so sweet i like when you fall asleep I want to choke you yes. to death especially like, when they're snoring oh my god he snores immediately and he's like oh it's so cute when you snore I'm like when you snore yes like I I fucking
0: hate you yes.
2: like i hate you so much and i like take his face and be like turn over like i'm just so mean about it and oh, like yes. i was pregnant and like snoring and he was always like you're so sweet and i was like if you fucking touch me when i am attempting to fall asleep if you dare fall asleep first if you yes. remove a layer of clothing if i feel a body hair near me in this same bed yeah. and it wakes me up fucking ring off okay just Goodbye. like
0: you'll just chop your finger off because you know you have to yeah. get it off so yeah. fast why go I, get the dish soap
2: like i yes. yeah so he's uh, uh i bet he left uh, <laughs> so i think he's gone forever and i don't blame him um but he falls asleep so quickly,
0: yes. and I'm so jealous. And the snoring is, is just, it's such salt in the wound. It's like you're, like when you're following, you're like when one car's following another in a cartoon and it drops tacks and yeah. oil and smoke. Yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not going to get there with this guy just damn it. enjoying his rem.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have a, a specific, actually, in the moment moment. Um, I was winter camping and I was super, super tired because it was at the end of the day and the sun had just set. And we were in this, like this bowl on this on this ridge line where the wind. Uh, we were sheltered from the wind, and it had started snowing. The, you know those big thick mm-hmm. snowflakes when there there's just I, it, there's almost no wind, and so they're just kind of dropping straight down. And I went and I put on my warmest down everything, and I just lean back into a snowbank, and and I'm just laying there, and there's can't hear any wind so there's no sound except for the tiny tiny sound of snowflakes hitting the edge of my parka mm. and I just felt like my blood pressure just yeah. completely lower and it was That's I just,
2: dangerous for
0: me so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. and I saw a blonde yeah. lady pass out <laughs> do you or g- give a, us a moment that, that you remember where you're completely present
2: um ugh. In, like, recent memory, probably none at all. Um, Okay. (laughs) I do remember having a baby. Um, And, (laughs) like, right before I got the epidural, which I, like, walked in, I was like, I'd like an epidural and a baby if I have to. Um, (laughs) And it hurt so bad. I felt like my body was cracking in half, and my sweet husband touched my shoulder and said, you're doing a good job. And I was like,
0: (laughs) of course I'm doing a good job. Get your fucking hands off me. But
2: I was in the moment. Yeah. I was definitely there. I was definitely there. And the nurse was like, we're going to we're gonna tranquilize you pretty quick. I didn't even get an epidural. They just like darted me in the neck. They shot you up. from
0: across the room? The guy with his safari hat?
2: <laughs> I woke up and like, here's a baby. Oh um, Give me another look. I, I do love like... Uh, any day when I don't pick up my phone and I don't even think about it, I don't think anything takes me out of the moment more than my phone. I think it's like a sickness for most people, including me. Um, And that I, yeah, I really do. I just think it's, I think it's awful. Uh, And I don't actually need it as much as I think I do. And um nothing will like snap me out of that more than like my child being like hey remember me yeah remember me and i'm like not really which one are you Uh um so so yeah that bums me out but i think yeah snow is always a good one i have this like memory every time i'm not driving and it's snowing i do this thing if you're sitting in the front it only works if you're sitting in the front seat so sorry backseat people (laughs) um but like you look forward and you focus on like one piece of snow coming mm-hmm. towards you while you're driving. Yes. And it's so amazing. Yes,
0: and you imagine that you're killing it and it feels delicious. Oh, I just no? I
2: yeah, I just I love that. Yes. I love that. But yeah, it is it's very hard to be in the present moment for for me.
0: I just had an it's idea hard. that to get people off their phones more, we should pass a law that all phones have to be shaped like thumbs, and to use them, you have to put them in your mouth because <laughs> isn 't that really what it is? Yeah. the incessant checking of the phone mm-hmm. it's kind of the adult oh, sucking your thumb, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: it's just like the need to like not be alone with your yes, own, I, I need to soothe with your own thoughts I
0: need to soothe yeah,
2: yeah
0: um, laying in bed with my girlfriend while she Ooh. strokes my head and feeling myself calm down and having physical proof that someone loves me and if I need would probably take care of me oh yeah
2: that's really good <laughs> I'm like emotional <laughs> that's really nice <laughs> oh that's really sweet um I don't love anything
0: my girlfriend I mean yeah I'm, I mean prostitute <laughs>
2: A girlfriend experience. That's right. <laughs> A girlfriend experience. Worth, yes. worth, worth it. Yes. Worth, the, worth the investment, you're worth it. Okay? Yes. Don't let mm-hmm. anyone tell you you're not. Um, mm-hmm. uh, good thing I wrote down things I love.
0: Mm-hmm. Another audience one? Well, here's one.
2: One thing I love... What's your name? Oh, sorry. I'm Megan. I'm Megan. Hi. So one thing I love is um, about Minnesota particularly... We're all about to experience this thing called winter. But my favorite thing is after the winter, all of these decrepit, pale Minnesotans emerge from their houses and come out on the very first warm day of winter together to be like, Yay, we did it. We get to experience this awesome spring again. That's a great one.
0: And the guy in shorts and a tank top that doesn't give a shit Mm. because he's drunk.
2: Yeah. You also see that That's like if you one. drive around near like the University of Minnesota, there's always like one dude who thinks he's so cool and he's wearing fucking flip flops and you're like, It's yes. nine degrees out. Yes. Like
0: you're in slush. Yeah, you're in slush. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's not
2: shorts weather. Yeah. It's not you're not you're not quirky. You're irritating me. Your your calves are irritating me. It's nine <laughs> degrees. Put some pants on. Get in the van. I'm your mom now. I- <laughs> You clearly can't be on your own.
0: I love, too, that when spring comes, your sense of smell comes back. Because it's like your sense of smell kind of goes away, except for that first five seconds when you walk into a warm house. Yeah. That's it.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love the first five pieces of candy corn. And then after that, it's diminishing returns. And it's so bad, but I won't stop eating it. I'll eat the whole bag. I'll be like, I hate this. I hate myself. I can't even feel my throat. Uh, it's so it just like different oils and colors mm-hmm. uh, and sugars combined yeah. but just five pieces that's yes. wonderful it's delightful yes. more than that somebody just uh, take it from me like yeah. what are how was I left alone with a bag of candy corn okay
0: <laughs> like what you have to do though is with the first five put them uh, make them like teeth <laughs> and then speak in a British accent <laughs> and ask where the dentist is that's that's what I like to do. How do you how do you eat yours? Do you have a particular way?
2: With a, a knife and a fork, like everybody.
0: Oh. <laughs> Perched in yeah. one of the English like egg
2: hoisters. Yes, yeah. yes. I slice it into small. Yes. <laughs> like uh, the cartoon version of uh, a Christmas Carol, where Mickey uh, slices that bean for his family, and Tiny Tim's like, "Oh, a bean!" And like <laughs> uh-huh. that is like the. Uh, the, what I think of when I think of A Christmas Carol is literally Mickey just slicing a bean and I love it I love that image uh, mm. that's I was like that's, could, a, that's what I grew up thinking poverty was I was like yes. slicing a bean for Christmas you With, know? in an English accent
0: yeah um, when a dog trips because <laughs> it's so rare it's like the queen just farted you know, or Trump apologized. It's just like How did that happen? Um, I love when people fall, so I
2: thought Wednesday was hilarious immediately. But um I also I love when like kids fall. Honestly, my kids like are so clumsy and we have an almost two year old and it's like he takes corners like a cartoon, he's like whoop 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 like just like trying yeah. to turn his whole body and he will run into like this wall is never moved, it's always there and he'll be like Th- th- and we just think it's so funny He's just mm. so cute and dumb And we're like it's still there Can mm-hmm. you take that corner slower yeah. Or just account for it That right. there's a wall Right there buddy and Every is, time
0: And is he crying when he hits it? No he's just like Like he's yes. like a
2: cartoon Just like spins around yeah, it, boop, And then back up
0: I was gonna say If, if he was crying And you're I'd laughing at him that would, yeah. be, that, would yeah. be, that would be That would be different it would be funnier <laughs> You'd have the camera going, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then people would uh, revolt on Twitter, and you'd be fired. Uh, this is kind of a long one. Uh, when John Coltrane makes his saxophone sound like a person, is not just crying, but like it's bad, but mm. it's actually, after I started listening to him, I realized, oh, he's just trying to sound human. He's trying to make mm-hmm. his saxophone sound like a, a person. And so every time I hear him play that, Kind of. Do you know the sound I'm talking about, John Coltrane that he plays? None of
2: us are smart enough for jazz, (laughs) is what I'd like to like to just.
0: I hate ninety percent of jazz, by the way. Yeah. But there's something about him that's really meditative and human about the sound that he makes, and it's. I think it's it's that sound of the sadness that we. Buried deep, deep, deep down inside of us that can only come out once in a while, and when we do it, almost like if you ever cried and surprised yourself by the sound that comes out of you, that's what that's what I like.
2: I think that's like a uniquely male experience because women are so good at like I can cry like efficiently, like I can be like, oh, got it out, it's fine, uh, like or just like oh, and just it's over, and like maybe a, like honestly, a minute seems long for me. Yeah. Like I can just get it out and then. Every time I've seen a man cry I'm like you've saved this for like 17 years yes. and you're out of yes. you're out of control honestly right now like I yes. we have to go somewhere yes. like and you're making so much noise and it's so sweet and also like if you just did this every 6 days yes you would feel better and it would be more efficient for all of us like it just would be it But then would we be.
0: wouldn't root for our team as hard
2: Yeah Maybe yeah, wouldn't sports. project yeah, it would all of that. be building stuff, <laughs> woodworking, losing fingers. The
0: world was built mm. by stuffed pain. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys so much for uh, coming out. How about a hand for uh, Nora McInerney? Many, many thanks, man. I love talking to her. Uh, and as I mentioned before, if you're a Patreon subscriber, uh, there's another 40 minutes of, uh, of that conversation with her uh, on the Patreon site. I have mentioned many times that BetterHelp is a sponsor of this podcast. I love it. If you've never tried online therapy, um, I dig it. I love not having to leave my house, um, and I get to have the eye contact. I do it over video. You could do it if you wanted. You could do it of just voice. You could do email, live text, uh, whatever you want, but I, I really like it, and I've been doing it with them for... God, probably almost two years. So if you're interested, check it out. Go to betterhelp.com slash mental. Make sure you include the slash mental part so they know you came from this podcast. And then just fill out a questionnaire and they'll match you up with a betterhelp.com counselor. And you can experience a free week of counseling to see if online counseling is right for you and you need to be 18 years old. Uh, and all the links, whenever I mention a sponsor or stuff like that, um, they go up under the show notes for uh, for each episode. Want to uh, also give a shout out to our sponsor for today, Squarespace. Turn your dream into a reality. With Squarespace, why would you want your dream to just sit there and not morph into a reality? Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products, and more. Squarespace is a tool for you. Uh, They have beautiful templates by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks. And you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. Uh, Squarespace's powerful e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online, and analytics help you grow your site in real time. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, and there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Buying domains is simple, and you'll get the help you need with Squarespace's 24 7 award-winning customer support. Squarespace empowers millions of people, from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, even restaurants and gyms, to turn great ideas into something real. And I've used their stuff. I have a uh, Squarespace domain where I put up my pictures that I like to take of dogs and the little musical things that I write and record. And if you ever want to go check those out, it's, uh, I believe it's... Uh, paul-gilmartin.squarespace.com, uh, right? Yeah, something like that. I'll put the link up under the show notes for the two people that are interested in seeing what I created. So head to squarespace.com slash mental for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code mental to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash mental and offer code mental. Uh so we've got some some great uh surveys, as always. God bless you guys for going in and filling them out. We've got some really uh interesting ones uh from people's experiences in psych wards and of course some awesome moments and some happy moments and an interesting email. This uh first one is an awful awesome moment filled out by um Somebody calls themselves, I think it's a female, uh, she calls herself, I'm sorry, I'm so apologetic. And she writes, to provide some background on this story, I come from a conservative Christian home. I went to a conservative Christian college. In my sophomore year, I decided to get my nose pierced. Nothing flashy, just a stud. Uh, that's what people say about me. Some of my friends had it, and I thought it was super adorable. In an effort to keep my parents updated on my life, I included this piece of information in an email to them. My dad, who was a straight-laced lawyer with a straight-laced engineer father, later expressed to me that he questioned his ability as a parent when he found out about it. I told him, Dad, I just thought it was cute. There's nothing more to read into it than that. Even then, I knew his reaction was extremely out of proportion. Back to the real story. Just this past year, my older brother separated from his wife of seven years. My mom told me, and there were no children involved, my mom told me that my dad went into a deep depression where he did not talk to anyone but my mom and every interaction with her was mean. He holed himself away in his man cave, again questioning his parenting abilities. This lasted for a good month. I realized during this time that my father truly believes that everything that happens to his loved ones, including his adult children, is a direct result of his successes or failures. I also realized then that my father is the most miserable man that I know, convinced that he is in control of everything, when in fact the opposite is true. He's the most miserable person I know because even though he raised two awesome kids who are doing good in the world despite not having perfect lives... He still drowns in self-pity and self-judgment when things happen in our lives that are off the beaten path. I feel bad for my mom and wish she would take some time away from him, telling him to get therapy before she considers living with him again. My mom is an awesome woman and would have fostered a 15-year-old girl by now if my dad wasn't such a miserable and selfish person and could actually handle it. All she can do now is mentor her from afar and hope that she gets placed with a good family. I shared this awfulsome moment because it is absurdly amusing and painful at the same time. I long for a deeper relationship with my dad and this is probably the biggest source of pain in my life right now. I cannot touch anything below the surface because if we cannot agree on something, he storms off or gets rude. Sometimes it is so ridiculous I have to laugh. But most of the time... It makes me want to cry. Thank you for that. That was um sadly all too common. That that gap that can be so hard to bridge with a parent that hasn't worked on their shit yet. And you know, or the or maybe the kid that hasn't worked on their shit yet. But it sounds in that one like like she's worked on her stuff and, and wants to be intimate, but Man, people, the prisons that we create in our own minds. When I was living, uh, you know, before I had to get sober and get help and do a lot of self-reflection, you could not have convinced me that I was doing anything wrong, really. You know, I i, I always felt that I was right. Uh, I was so arrogant. Still can be. And it's just hard to see when, when, probably when you're not ready, when you don't want to, you have to want to change, you know? And that's why hitting a bottom can be so great because that desperation can really, uh, can really change things. This is an awful moment filled out by a woman who calls herself, There's Comfort in the Panic. She writes, those strange moments when my yet-to-be-officially-diagnosed POCD makes me, which I believe stands for pure OCD, which is just obsessive uh, thoughts that, that make the person uncomfortable. Uh, my yet-to-be-officially-diagnosed POCD makes me fear that I'm secretly a child predator and I have a split-second moment of differentiating what I want from what I'm afraid I want. The moments when I check in with myself because I've yet to figure out how to beat my own compulsions, and in the midst of imagining some sexually graphic scenario in an attempt to prove to myself that I would in fact find it revolting to engage with a child that way, I realize how different it feels in my mind to picture that same scenario with a consenting adult. My fear is more specific to female children and it terrifies me to think about it, but there are moments when the idea of being with an adult woman that way, I'm bisexual, is such a comfort to be physically intimate with someone who'd want me to touch them that way, to kiss her and hold her and revel in the ability to give her pleasure, feels so radically different from the fear and anxiety of my obsession that for a moment it reminds me how to breathe and that there's still hope in the world for me. Thank you so much for that. And if you guys haven't listened to the episode with um, uh, Kimberly Quinlan, uh, she's a therapist who specializes in dealing with OCD. Uh, It's a great, really great one. And we've got her uh, an episode coming up, a return episode with her as well. This is a psych ward experience survey filled out by um, a guy who calls himself over it. And he was hospitalized for suicidal thoughts. And he writes, overall, my experiences have been poor. I've been hospitalized around eight times for this reason. The psychiatric treatment was forceful and excessive, which has caused me to gain 50 pounds twice. The psychiatrists seemed to have an agenda and the meetings with them seemed like just a formality. I had a psychiatrist that rarely looked at me while he just typed on his laptop and didn't give me the time... Give me the time of time. I wonder if he meant to say time of day. It's always seemed like a power trip with those guys. Just bad experiences mostly, and feeling like I'm in prison. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, it, it it's amazing how divergent. The experiences are of people that have been in psych wards. Um, Some of them can be really healing and life-changing and helpful. And for others, it is just the opposite. This is a happy moment filled out by a woman who calls herself unearned happiness. She writes, my daughter is 20 months old. The first year of her life was awful for me. The stress of caring for a newborn was too much for me, accompanied by guilt that I wasn't happier about having a child, that I couldn't handle things better, that I wasn't more patient with her, and that I wished I had more time to myself. Fast forward to now. Shit is still hard. She loves being read to, sometimes like 10 books in a row, which can be exhausting, but I'm not going to be the asshole who discourages my child from reading. One of her current favorites is this book called Little Sleepyhead that goes through different body parts. One day, she brought it to me and said, head. As I read the book, she acted it out. Tired little feet, she lifted her feet up. Tired little arms reaching up so high, she lifted her arms and said, Hi tired little lips, blowing kisses sweet. She brought her hand to her mouth and made a loud kissing noise. Mwah. It was a small moment, but one that reminded me why I did this, why I chose to have a child. She is this amazing little person with a great personality. She's funny, often intentionally so. In that moment, her enjoyment was my enjoyment, and I was reminded how good it can be sometimes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, this is an email I got from uh, a therapist who wishes to uh, remain anonymous. And he writes, um, this is just a portion of what he, uh, he wrote to me, uh, but he's a, a licensed clinical social worker. And he writes, um, experiencing a trauma does not guarantee you will have PTSD. People are different. Some people will feel better if you give them love and support and time. But others, uh, even with love and support and time, will not improve on their own. In my case, the symptoms got slightly better on their own than plateaued at a level that remained uncomfortable for me, hence the diagnosis. That's why just about any diagnosis in the DSM includes the stipulations of symptoms lasting a certain amount of time. Also very important is that the symptoms are interfering with one's daily life. So if your guest was saying that an initial negative reaction to a trauma is normal and therefore not a disorder, he's right. But if the presenting symptoms fail to go away on their own, and if they are interfering with one's life, they are collectively a disorder. Thank you for that. And speaking of uh, trauma, this was uh, a question, a comment somebody made, a woman who calls herself spaz man. Uh, I'd like it if you could talk about how to balance dismissing trauma versus wallowing in trauma and how to find a happy medium to feel my pain healthily but not be swallowed by it. Um, that's a difficult question to to answer fully because People are so complicated. Trauma is so complicated. And certain modalities that might work well for one person might not work well for another person. Or the person applying the modality uh, might not be an ideal fit for that person. But feelings are feelings. And whether they are categorized as trauma or not, it's important to process them with someone because if you're processing them with someone uh, you know a therapist or a support group, they can give you feedback and sometimes help you recognize if you're stuck on something uh, or if you're maybe closing your mind to uh doing some work that might help you uh, The problem is when we have trauma and we just isolate that to me when you know, when we use the word wallow, what comes up for me is I picture somebody who is in pain but doesn't want to do anything to get better and they just obsess about it. Um But somebody who's processing it, yeah, you may be thinking about it a lot, but if you're doing work to get better, you're going to make headway. It will probably won't be on the schedule that you like So I guess the biggest difference is are you seeking help and are you doing what is suggested when you seek help from qualified people? Because if you're not, because you don't want to do anything about it, then that to me is wallowing in it. And if the person is wearing a wallowing shirt, I have a big blousey wallowing shirt. And when I'm really wallowing, I wear a moo moo. And open-toed shoes. Uh, this is a, a, a psych ward experience filled out by a 15 year old girl and it really touched me because well for many reasons but it's so descriptive of her experience and it was like a little movie that that she painted Uh, She calls herself Allie isn't my real name. Uh, When I was 12, I got into a series of arguments with my mom over my obsession with two YouTube gaming channels. She thought the people who ran each of the channels were in a relationship and didn't approve of their content or that I watched their videos all day, every day, until sometimes in the early morning. Um, And I'm just going to fast forward a little bit. So her mom... She and her mom would kind of disagree, and she fell into a funk, and she wrote in her journal that all she could think about is what her funeral would look like. And her mom came across her journal and read it, and her mom uh, had her removed from school, and they put her into a mental health facility. When we arrived at a hospital, I imagined I would be laid back in a hospital bed with a gown and an IV in my arm. My mom told the receptionist I had suicidal tendencies, and those two words rang in my head every night when I tried to fall asleep for the next six days. We were taken into a large room with a couch, a little round table, and a chair. We waited for two hours until a man came in and said he wanted to ask me some questions. I asked him if my parents could wait outside. Had I ever commit have I had I ever considered committing homicide? No. Had I ever considered committing suicide? I thought about it. Did I have a plan to commit suicide? No. Had I considered self harm? No. Had I ever used or sold drugs? No. He left the room and had me fill out a chart with uh, the same questions he'd just asked me, except it was a yellow piece of paper stapled to a pink one that made it so I couldn't change my answer. I was admitted for, quote, just a few days to be watched. I was on my period, and during the time we were waiting, the blood had soaked through my pants. My mom gave me her thick wool coat to tie around my waist, and I was led away to the unit where the other, quote, inmates were at dinner, and it was mostly empty. I used prison terms because it felt more to me like I was being punished than that I got any kind of help. This might be going on too long. Regardless, I will tell the full story. I sat on a rolling stool next to a computer desk while one of the employees, question mark, I honestly still don't know what they're called, um, filled in my information. When she would leave for a while, and I was sitting there alone, I would look towards the heavy locked doors and imagine my best friend who had some struggles bursting through uh, the doors and us going through what was about to happen together at any moment. I thought she would appear, but it was completely illogical. I've repeated my experience in my head so many times that a few certain details are vivid while the order of the while the order of the rest of the events are anyone's guess. Every single night, right as I would be half asleep, someone would freak out and be restrained. One night, I think it was the first, one of the guys flipped a huge medicine cart over on its side, making a sound like a bomb and spilling medication and broken plastic everywhere. He started screaming at the top of his lungs while the, quote, guards took him out of my line of sight and restrained him or put him to sleep or something. I sat there on a rubber mat on top of a bolted down wooden bed frame, terrified and staring in the direction of the commotion with blurry vision because it happened so quick that I couldn't get my glasses on fast enough. Another night when we were in the day room eating chewy hospital cookies and coloring with supervised use of pencils, uh, another guy, Uh, Girls and guys were on separate sides of the room. Got angry and flipped the plastic table onto another inmate. We were escorted out of the room and put on lockdown for the evening. A trans boy who was forced to sit with the girls was in trouble for trying to slit their wrists with trying to slit their wrist with playing cards. So they were put in a gray suit and locked in isolation with nothing but a porthole to look out of when the guards shut the door. For the first maybe two nights, I had a room to myself, and then I was given a roommate who I'll call Shoshan or Shoshan. The first night we were together, she got angry at one of the guards, so she stood in the doorway of our room, took off one of the heavy black sandals we all had to wear and started throwing it into the ceiling tile, wailing, restrain me, restrain me. The tile broke and hit the floor in a cloud of dust and broken plaster. They grabbed her and dragged her to the day room. Another guard took me out of the room and sat me in a visitor room with the door ajar. I watched them wrestle her onto a table and inject her with a sort of tranquilizer while she was kicking and screaming. I'd never done it before and I'd never done it since, but I sat there in shock and scratched at my wrist bone with the sharp edge of my hospital bracelet. I didn't draw blood. I just wanted something else to focus on. The first full day I was admitted, they had me go into a conference room and do a sort of interview with one of their interns. I don't remember what his name was, but he looked exactly like Tyler Oakley, and that brought me a lot of comfort. He gave me the best advice I could have ever received in that situation. Don't make friends with any of these people. Don't talk to them or get involved in drama, and you will get out of here a lot quicker. After about four days, they switched the adult unit, and then the teen unit switched the adult unit. And the teen unit because the adult unit needed more room we were moved into a smaller set of rooms with carpet and a few christmas decorations we weren't allowed to have any decorations on the old unit because you could literally kill yourself with anything every night on the old unit i would stare longingly through my window where i could see the entrance to the hospital in a huge decorated christmas tree after the move it felt a bit more festive with the move we got two new inmates who were both on drug addiction programs. The first night on the new unit, I was sitting next to my new roommate who I unfortunately had a crush on. Everyone was watching Disney Channel, as is one of my favorite pastimes. I was joking about how terrible the show that was on was. Suddenly, one of the girls on the drug program jumped up and screamed, I am coming off of meth, and then she hurtled a milk carton into the wall. She just wanted to enjoy the show, and something I'd said set her off. We were all hurried to our rooms as the girl threw a heavy cloth chair and was subsequently restrained. Finally, after seven days, I was released. As my mom was signing me out, I remembered a promise I'd made to a girl I'll call Minette. No one was allowed to touch each other, but she told me I looked like someone who gave amazing hugs. I promised her I would give her a hug before I left. I didn't think the guards would let me do it, but after I told them my promise, they went and got her out of the day room. We hugged and she whispered that she was planning on killing herself once she got out. After my experience in the hospital and her having told me about her life, I knew if I told anyone what she said, she wasn't going to get help. I gave her a second hug and they took her back. We were supposed to have outside time in a caged area with a concrete floor, but that was the first time I had been outside in seven days. There's nothing like it. The gasps of fresh air I got when an outside door shut as we were being walked somewhere were delectable bites of freedom, but I'd finally gotten the whole buffet. I had to learn how to breathe all over again. Think of our life and nature, daily to be shown matter, to come in contact with it. Rocks, trees, wind on our cheeks, the solid earth, the actual world. That's in quotes. It must be from a poem or something. But one time I had taken a shower, the same woman who had inspected me for self-harm when I first arrived was sent with me into the bathroom, which made me really uncomfortable. After telling me how the shower worked and giving me a plastic box of toiletries, she stood outside with the door half open. The shower was a stream of boiling hot water with no way to change the temperature. I spun in a circle to avoid getting burned. When I was at my dizziest trying not to get shampoo in my eyes, the woman opened the door and yelled, hand. I frantically tried to figure out what she wanted until I stuck my hand outside the shower curtain. She shut the door and never returned. So when I got home, it was the most luxurious, perfect shower I had ever had. The water pressure was just right and the shower head was positioned just so. After the shower, my mom asked me if I felt better, and that was the last time we ever talked about my hospitalization. My dad never brought it up either. The hospital set up a session with a therapist, but I never went. My first day back at school, I was sitting on the bleachers waiting for school to start, and when my best friend arrived, she ran up and hugged me. She was part of the internet friend group chat that I'd messaged before I went in so she knew where I'd been. My classmates asked where I'd been. I told them it was a personal problem. My friend had already told a few people while I was gone. The hospitalization did not help. Afterwards, I became really, really depressed. I talked about my experience with my friends during lunch a few times, but it made me shake, and they didn't have any advice, of course, so eventually I stopped. So the hospitalization didn't help me. I started to get where I thought I was living in a simulation. And when you say you want to escape the simulation through a suicide, they put you in the hospital to keep you from leaving. I don't quite believe that anymore, but I try to keep everything to myself because I don't want to get sent back there. I'm curious if all hospitals are the same or if the one I was at was just especially terrible. I don't blame my mom for sending me there. She thought it was best, and it wasn't. Thank you so much for that. Um, And there are certain surveys that I read that just uh, are indelibly um, imprinted into my mind. And I think that's going to be one of them. Uh, And then finally, this is a happy, um, eventually happy. This is our last survey, psych ward experience, filled out by a guy who calls himself Ken. Not Kenny, damn it. And he was hospitalized for a mental breakdown, and he decided that it was time to go permanently. So uh, I guess that means that he was uh, suicidal. Uh, It was scary as hell. I couldn't sleep there, partly because I couldn't get comfortable, and partly because of the ice machine right outside my room that ran all night long. I couldn't have shoestrings. I couldn't shave. They gave me meds to help me sleep but they fucked up the dose every night for the five nights I was there so it never helped. The meals weren't great. Half of each meal tray was cold food and the other side was hot food and they were transported inside a big cooler slash warmer that each tray fit half in the cooler and half in the warmer. A couple times the trays had been put in backwards so the warm food was cold and the cold food was heated. Barf. On the other hand I broke myself down to the basics and started building myself back up again. I confronted myself and realized I wasn't alone in my illness. I received a diagnosis for the first time in my life, which helped so much. Having a name for what I live with was a relief. Panic order and depression are the names of my constant companions that have been here as long as I can remember. Now they have names. I learned it's okay to be weak unsure, afraid, and, quote, unmanly. That was one of the big ones, discarding my preconceived notions of being a man. I had time to think. I remember laying on a couch, looking up through the skylights and watching the snow hit the glass, slowly piling up. It was so peaceful. I remember the faces that were there with me for those five days. That was around eight years ago. I'm so much better now and so is my wife and two loving children. I still have shitty days and I'm still very cautious of getting overly excited about anything, still in fear of the bottom falling out. I take more pleasure in the simple things. A good song, a good podcast, a good movie, celebrating the kids' successes with them, knowing that I'm a good parent, going back to school for my master's Life is good. This podcast helps so much. Thank you. Well, thank you, Ken. I'm not going to call you Kenny after that beautiful survey. Um, Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you didn't, please keep it to yourself. For the love of God, I don't need a rumor spreading like wildfire that I am putting out substandard work. I've got enough on my plate. Anyway, if you're out there and you're struggling and you think you're alone, you are not. You are not. We are all so much more connected. So much more connected. And that to me is where the joy in life is, is in that connection and finding the people that are capable of that connection. It saved my life and it allows me to enjoy my life and appreciate the things that i have and um just remember you're not alone and thanks for listening everybody
2: i know is bizarrely everybody, know weird is way. Bizarrely everybody i know weird way. beautifully everybody fucked, up, know in weird way. Beautifully fucked up in some weird way
1: bizarrely beautifully fucked up in some weird